Hello, and welcome to Join the Club podcast. As I sit here today on Noongar land, I acknowledge the lands and waters of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. I pay respect to the ancestors past and elders present and emerging, and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. I am and will continue to be inspired by the rich culture of the Wajak people and how the value is placed on family and connections with others. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Join the Club podcast. It's been a while since I've recorded an episode um, and it's just been a really crazy last few weeks with so many things going on. Oh, Just to top it off, those who may not be aware, I am a primary school teacher and I work two days a week at my school um, and then, of course, like parenting all the other times that I'm not working at school. And at the moment, I have been picking up an extra day, which means that now I'm working three days a week. And just that extra day at the moment has sort of just knocked me out of whack. Um, I'm trying to get used to it because this will be the new normal for myself and my family next year as I will be going into the new year working three days a week. So, yeah, it's a big adjustment. Um, It's an adjustment for myself, my husband, my daughter. Um, But I am super grateful to my parents, to my mum and dad who – on a Wednesday, they care for my daughter. So it's it's like it's nothing new for her. Um, it's going from like her going to Nana and Granddad's for a few hours to now going there for the whole day. Um, and, yeah, she's transitioning really, really well. I just think as well we've had a lot of social events on weekends and all sorts of things. It's just an absolutely like crazy time of the year, I think, for everybody as we're getting closer to Christmas and we've got events and celebrations and things. And don't get me wrong, like so lucky, so grateful for those opportunities. But I think it is time to maybe start saying no to things, uh, just sort of taking a bit of a step back and reflecting on what is important. And what is important is my family um and yeah I need to fill my cup a little bit better so one of those things was you know getting back into my creative space and I had the idea for today's episode for quite a long time and I'm very excited to record it today because I actually get a bit of time to sit down and to focus on it um so yeah let's get started before I go into what the club of the week is today I would like to share my highlight of the week or I guess almost of the fortnight since the last time I recorded um, is one that I came, this this organisation I came across on Instagram quite recently and I think it just really connects beautifully to the vision and the purpose of Join the Club podcast is to connect people and to, you know, um, help to instill a sense of community for those who may feel that in their situation they are quite isolated or they feel alone they may be surrounded by many people but for whatever reason they may feel that they are alone in a particular aspect of their life and who they are 
So this group on Instagram are called Connected AU and they are an online community who have a membership system where you can join up and there are online like book clubs and art clubs and meetups and all sorts of great things. But the incentive that has really inspired me and that I've really, I guess, feel, feel drawn to is their letterbox project. So I will put the link for their Instagram and all of their um, contact details um, in the show notes today. But basically what it is, is Connected AU, they look at, it's like a pen pal sort of um, idea where you put in all your details and they try and connect you with somebody in the community um, who may, yeah, want to um, build a sense of connection with somebody. They may be somebody who is elderly. They may be widowed. Um, they may be like an immigrant or someone who has just like recently moved to the country. It could be somebody with a disability or somebody who just gen- genuinely wants to connect with another person. But through the medium of handwritten letters. I mean, how gorgeous. It really brings me back to a time in my life, um, particularly, I know that I've mentioned this before in my um, Extreme Relocators Club episode. Uh, Well, that was actually split into two parts, but growing up, I have such beautiful memories of my best friend, Sarah, in Ireland. And we used to, I guess, part of our friendship in high school was in in Ireland, they call it secondary school, was we would pass like little notes and little letters to each other. And we'd always, like, it could be the most random thing about our day. Like we'd be hanging out all day, but we'd still write these cute little notes to each other. And I remember a few years ago, I went to go and stay with her in Ireland with her family, with her husband. And I'll never forget she pulled out this box and she had kept some of our letters just so sweet and we can we still you know we're probably not as good as it as we used to be because you know we're both mums and busy lives and all of that sort of stuff but we would still write letters to each other I mean I feel like those days are just slipping between our fingers of getting a letter from the post that somebody has handwritten to you. They've put the time and effort into it. They've physically gone to the post office and they've posted it. They've bought a stamp. They've, you know, just put so much love and care. It's just, you know, in this day of technology, age of technology and communicating online, just, I don't know, but there's something about it that, you know, let's bring back handwritten letters let's you know bring back a little card even with a small note that you get delivered in your letterbox I just think how wholesome and sweet and yeah there's an an extra sense of effort that is required in that and yeah just something I thought really beautiful going back to connected au that you can sign up um, and you can connect with somebody to write letters to which I am very excited to get involved in that myself and meet somebody and start writing some letters so yeah really really cool all right let's get right into our episode today and I would like to invite you to join the friendship breakup club now what does it involve being in the friendship breakup club I wonder if there are many of you who can relate to this and even just chatting to some of my friends and even my husband as well and my sisters, I feel that everybody can relate to this in some way. 
very, I guess there are some, you know, parallels that you could look at that, you know, are similar to a romantic breakup. However, I don't know. It's some of these friendship breakups that I've had in my life that have been more heartbreaking and more devastating for me than ones with um, an ex-partner. So, yeah, I just thought I would spend a bit of time breaking down different types of friendship breakups and how they might, you know, sort of manifest and then wonder if any of those sort of, you know, sink in with you Uh, because it can be really tough and know that you're not the only one out there. I think sometimes there can be a little bit of a stigma attached to, you know, friendship breakups and how they affect us. So, you know, are we just meant to let, you know, it just sort of, you know, do we just brush it off? Do we just go, oh, you know, we can't really compare the heartbreak of a friendship, um, you know, ending or fizzling out to a romantic one. Like you don't hear many love songs or ballads around, you know, a friend that you've lost or a friend that you have disconnected with, you know. It's just not as sort of, I guess, you know, spoken about in in society and pop culture and, you know, all those sorts of things. I mean, it's probably a little bit more maybe seen in certain like reality shows where it's explosive and you have like these big dramas, like I'm thinking of, you know, like Selling Sunset and The Real Housewives and those sorts of things like, you know, obviously scripted for TV. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just something interesting that um, – really has affected me at different stages throughout my life and in different ways with different groups of friends and at you know different ages that I've gone through this and in some ways like some have you know I rarely you know think about that person and then others I you know sometimes may think about them daily weekly um and you know it's been really hard so first of all I wanted to go into some of the types of friendship breakups that you may um, relate to or connect with the first one being like the organic friendship breakup like it's sort of one that maybe some of us may have connected to when we have transitioned to a different stage in our life so when you have maybe gone to high school and you have your high school friends and it just sort of like organically fizzles out like nothing dramatic has happened there's been no fight it's just that that time of your life worked really well with that friend with that friendship group or that friend and now that time is over you're not in high school anymore or you're not in university anymore whatever it might be and yeah like you just kind of mutually agree or know that you're not going to really have that friendship at that level anymore, Um, which, yeah, I don't know. I think for different people it depends how much you were invested in that relationship and whether you have tried to make that relationship continue and that friendship to try and, you know, continue. can be much harder if, you know, one person is wanting that friendship to continue more than the other, one person's trying more than the other, um, that can be quite hurtful as well if you feel that you're putting in the effort and the other person has sort of moved on and has a new group of friends. And, yeah, that can be quite a tricky one to to deal with. I know myself, I think, with having grown up, you know, living in different countries and moving schools, I think I was just so used to knowing that I was going to move into a new stage of my life and make new friends that it didn't bother me as much after high school. 
and the same with university as well. Like I think it just depends on your experience. But imagine if you had gone to primary school and high school with the same group of people, that may have been a bit more difficult for some around um, leaving some of those friendships behind and it's sort of fading out. I guess a similar one is a slow breakup over time, which may be organic or maybe that, you know, there are little like things in your relationship that start to bother you more or when a person seems to change, maybe change their interests, their personality might be developing in a different way. They may be hanging out with different groups of people. Like I feel this one is so true around like your early 20s where you could come out of high school, you are sort of maybe experimenting with who you are as a person and, you know, I don't know, just all sorts of different things may change and then the friendships that you may have had or that you've developed then sort of, yeah, just sort of like fade away and and that's totally cool and you never know, like some of those friendships may come back and do a full circle again like depending on different stages I know for myself like there have been some friends that it's you know had a bit of a slow fade we may have something in common and then one of us may move away or you get a new boyfriend or something like that or a new job and you're no longer seeing that person as often you fade away and then something might connect you whether it's a job work or you um are going through a similar experience you're going through um, a certain stage in your life that you can connect to that person again I think that's really lovely like I know myself that I being that sort of chronic like relocator like there's been friendships where like I might not have seen somebody for six months to a year and then it's things like becoming a parent where like your life um sort of goals and your daily routine is is sort of more aligned with that person again you're not going out every night you're not going out and you know going clubbing on the weekends and going out for midweek dinners and things like that like your time is usually during the day with your child and it's around things that that are going to entertain your child at the same time as well so you just naturally end up spending possibly more time with that person and drifting away from other people and there's nothing wrong with that either the next one is a dramatic type of friendship breakup Um, I don't know how common this is for people that are like past their teens and early 20s you know I'm sure there are some people that maybe have dramatic friendship breakups at all stages of their life but these are ones you know where there's some sort of like big drama that's happened like maybe a like gossiping or mistrust or gosh anything really um and there's just a big blow up and you have a big fight and it's just over it's just done and that can be really hard too especially if you have shared friends and you've got the mutual friends in a situation like that's really really tough I guess it depends on your personality too. Like I hate conflict, hate drama, hate conflict. I hate people like fighting. I am like in a dramatic situation or like a a situation where I guess I feel like unsafe. When you talk about like fight, flight or freeze, I am flight. I am out of there. Like see you later. I do not want to have that conflict. I would rather not talk to a person ever again than actually face like have a chat and be really real around how I'm feeling and what's going on, which isn't very healthy or something I need to work on, obviously. Um, 
But, yeah, just some people are, you know, drawn a little bit more to that dramatic ending to a friendship, which, yeah, um, can be quite tricky. But maybe sometimes having those big, you know, emotional um, episodes and having a, you know, big old maybe shout at each other um, can also be a way to, to heal a friendship too, like to let it all out and then hope that it, there's enough love there that you can continue with that friend. The last one I noted is a story I'm going to share and that is around being ghosted by a friend. I feel that this is almost the most hurtful one that you can have. And I think it's like very like similar to like if you're dating and especially if you've seen somebody for quite a few months and things are going really, really well and you're so invested in this like connection and then all of a sudden nothing, like all of a sudden you are completely ghosted. And that is, that is just the most, for me personally, I feel that is the most hurtful and the most heartbreaking of friendship breakdowns. And yeah, I'm, um, I really feel that my story may be similar to some experiences that you have had at different stages in your life with your friendships. All right. So I am going to share the story now of a very heartbreaking friendship breakup that I went through a few years ago. And at the start of the episode, I, you know, spoke about how friendship breakups can affect you in different ways, whether you maybe don't really think about that person anymore. You might see a picture pop up on Facebook or Instagram and you go, oh yeah, that's right. That person's doing whatever. Or you think like something in your life on the daily or every few days or weekly reminds you of that person and it stings, like it hurts. It's it's still raw. It's still a really hard thing to go through and you may not necessarily want to be friends with that person or mend that relationship, but you still miss them in some way. And from talking to some of my friends, I think this is like a pretty common, yeah, experience for a lot of people to go through. Um, and you know, for me personally, the experience I went through was harder than any of my romantic relationships that have ended, um, which I think says a lot. So this friend I met in high school and we just hit it off when I moved over from, Ireland to Australia for the final time and started in year 11, I was just the most awkward, shy, nerdy girl that you could ever meet. Like super awkward with boys because I had been to an all-girls school. Also like quite self-conscious and like, you know, not happy in my body and my image and, and like being a larger girl as well. Like that was just even harder being in high school, especially especially in Australia where, you know, you're wearing summer dresses and living by the beach and all of that sort of stuff. So I struggled. And I had a friend that I had grown up with who went to this high school with me. Um, I'd known her since I was a baby and she was just sort of like my safe person that I hung out with. Um, and that, that was all well and good, but I wanted to sort of branch out and meet other people as well. And this, so I'm this person that I'm going to be speaking about today um, took me under her wing. Like she immediately, like we just, there was something about, she saw something in me, I don't know what it was, and she was just so lovely and friendly. And she was in this group of friends that um, was sort of the, 
they were kind of on the fringe. Like they weren't really, they definitely weren't the popular group, but they weren't like the sort of, you know, stereotypical sort of nerdy group as such. Like in that they weren't very studious, but they were really in, they were really outgoing, fun, um, loved to get up to like mischief, but like weren't super rebellious um, either. Some of them were, um, but they were just fun. And so this, this particular um, person lived, happened to just live around the corner from me, like on like two minute walk um, in the suburb that I lived in, which was just awesome. And we just started hanging out all the time and became incredibly close. And I would, yeah, we just do everything together. Like she was my best friend. And then once, um, she got her driver's license and other friends, like we were out all the time, like just driving around the streets and just, I don't know, just going in, going through Macca's drive through and meeting friends at the beach and all that sort of stuff. And it was just really fun. Like I have really fun memories of that time with her. And then like, you know, we went through, when I went to university, we both started studying teaching at the same time, but teaching wasn't for her. So she didn't continue with that. And we just, just was just so close. We would do everything together. We'd have movie nights and we'd, you know, go out drinking, not so much like going to like clubs, but we'd go hang out at friends' houses and have drinks and go to the beach and just have so much fun. And yeah. And then through, yeah, university time, like she was just always there, always there. Like I, you know, stayed with her in her apartment and we would cook together and we would watch TV and go swimming and, and just like all those like really lovely, like, you know, late teens, early twenties sort of memories. And, and then, you know, different things happen in our lives at different stages in our twenties, but we just still remain connected. And in the part two of the extreme relocators club, I mentioned that I lived in London for a year. And during this time, I went over with initially it was meant to be myself and this friend that I'm talking about, like my best friend. And for personal reasons, she wasn't able to go when I wanted to go, um, when I had planned, when we had planned to go. Like we'd gotten our visas, we'd gotten everything organised and she was like, Holly, like I'm so sorry, like I've got this stuff going on. I also don't have enough money at the moment. I'm not able to go to London yet but give me a few months and I'll follow you. I was like, yep, cool, sweet. So I had another friend that was going with us um, as well, but it was meant to be initially myself and my best friend. And then this third person, um, third friend came along with us too. So, you know, that happened. But then she eventually made it to London and it was just the best time. We traveled all throughout Europe together we had mutual friends. We were just so social and doing like the most fun things. And, you know, we didn't actually live, we lived together in one of the accommodations I was at, but at diff, we were, you know, just doing our own thing, but having the best time. And then when I moved back to Perth back in 2017, she stayed in London for a little while longer because um, she was just loving it so much. And then she eventually came, came home. And then, you know, it was just back, like the same, like just super close, best friends, hanging out all the time, going out, cooking together, doing fun things, going out and having dinners and drinking and just fun. Like we just hang out and nothing was ever a drama or a stress. And I can't even remember us ever really having any like big issues as such. We went to Japan together. We just, yeah. And we'd lived together at all different stages throughout the years. And this is like us now, like this is then going to my 30th birthday 
in 2020 and COVID was just around the corner um, because my birthday's in February. And she was at my 30th with her partner and yeah, just things were like great. Like there was no drama. Like it was, and she had organized for my two like really good friends who I'd met from London who were living in Brisbane. She'd organized with them to come over as a surprise for my 30th. It was just the best time. Like could not be close to friends. And then a few months go on and COVID had hit. You know, it was a really tough time for everybody. And her 30th is uh, was in April, so we, I couldn't see her, but I drove down to her house and I dropped off a present and balloons to make her feel, um, you know, that she was being like that I love her and that I care for her and I was thinking of her on her birthday during COVID, which sucked. And, you know, I don't know. I, I look back on it and I go, there were probably a few factors in there, but slowly the communication started to fade a bit and that did happen with our relationship like at different times if we were struggling personally for different reasons going through things or work was really busy our communication mate was not daily sometimes may not have been weekly it might have been like every fortnight but we knew that the other person was there and we loved each other and there wasn't like a drama and then I went through a pretty full-on breakup with my partner at the time and moved out of the home and everything like that. And she did nothing, wasn't there for me in that time. And that was really hurtful. But I guess I didn't try to take that on board too much because I knew that she had her own sort of stuff going on and, you know, I, I had other friends and family that were there to support me during that time. But then all of a sudden just no communication, nothing, like silence for no reason. And Okay, maybe I'm being naive and there was a reason or something did happen that I'm unaware of, but I was looking back on my text the other day and, I remember like sending a message being like, you know, hey, like, are you okay? I'm just feeling quite hurt that I've been going through a lot lately and I haven't heard from you. And yeah, then there was not really much after that. And no, I think not pointing fingers at anybody. And and that's a tough thing with friendship breakups. Like there's not necessarily an issue or something major that's happened you know, these things, maybe they're meant to happen for a reason. But I honestly think about this friend all the time because we have been, no, we had known each other for 15 years. That is longer than any romantic relationship I've ever had. Like she was my best friend, knew everything about me. We had been through so many incredible situations the good, the bad, the ugly, we'd been there, we'd done it, we'd been there for each other, there was no judgment. Like she was that person who would never judge me for my choices, I didn't judge her for her choices and we'd seen all the crappy guys we dated and, you know, just waited for them to break up and then, you know, go, oh, that was an interesting choice and then move on again, you know, like all those things in life and yeah, I just think I, I look at it now and I go, I'm really sad. I'm sad that this person hasn't met my husband, wasn't at my wedding, hasn't met my daughter, who I know she would be like, 
she would adore her and she would just be like the best, I guess, like token auntie for my daughter. Um, and I think about her all the time and it is tempting sometimes to reach out and to be like, Hey, like I miss you. How are you? But I don't know if it's worth it. I'm not sure. It's a really tricky one. And I'm sure that some people have those thoughts and they consider that, you know, at different times in their life when they are missing a friend, a best friend who has been a big part of their life for a long time. Yeah, just something interesting. I guess as well, it is hard. But I think it's really important to look back and look at the like amazing memories that we had as friends. And I'm not close to us being friends in the in the future. Like absolutely, if you know this person was to reach out and to be like, "Hey, like, how are you? How is life?" Like, I'd be so open to it. But um, we had great times. We, you know, yeah, we um. Yeah, there are beautiful, beautiful memories there that I'll never forget and I will cherish for for a long time. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, now for the final badges of honour that come with the Friendship Breakup Club. <laughs> That's a pretty tricky one around, like, what are the benefits or the bonuses of being in the friendship breakup club which I feel that pretty much everybody at some stage is or was a member I don't think I say you were a member because if you're in the club you're in the club you're a member for life okay because <laughs> you've been through this experience you may not go through it again hopefully but you've been there and you get it and you can relate to it I think the positive is the I guess the life experience you get from that and whether that friendship was really positive or if it was toxic and negative, I think there's something we can always learn from that experience and from that person, whether it is it helps us to build resilience or to build, um, I guess, strength in our values and who we are. Or it could be anything like something as simple as that person has introduced you to some really cool music or a hobby or something that you continue to enjoy to this day. And yeah, I think that is something really nice and positive that come with that. I think as well that the experience of having friendships, like particularly ones that maybe haven't continued on now is like, it helps you move on in your future friendships and future relationships. So you know, like with a romantic relationship, like you may look back and go, okay, in that situation, like I was in the wrong and I need to work on that in the future. Or, you know, um, you may go like, oh, I didn't like that version of me when this happened. Or um, I probably would try and react a different way in this situation. So I think it's just like a learning curve, isn't it? You know, from those situations and and moving on and, um yeah, trying to improve your own self when you go into friendships in the future. And sometimes as well, I don't know if this is like a badge of honour or if I'm just like trying to spin a positive out of like a really hard situation, but sometimes it can be really healthy to let go of friendships that maybe aren't serving you or that are holding you back from things in your life. Like, um, 
yeah, I think we, we can sometimes hold on to friendships for the sake of it and feel that we have to and that we are obliged to continue spending time with a person that maybe isn't aligning with our values or isn't working for us in the current stage of life that we're at too. So, yeah, just something to think about. So following on from this week's episode of Friendship Breakup Club, I'm thinking I would really like to do an episode around making new friends. Um, and you know how that is really tricky and, and sort of how have some of you navigated that being in, um, a situation where you want to make new friends, maybe you've had a friendship breakup and you're looking to meet new people or you've moved to a new place. Like, what is that like? Like, what is that situation like? How does that work for people and what works well for you? I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of the friendship breakup club. And I wonder if anything that I've shared today has resonated with you um, or maybe you have a completely different experience with a friendship breakup that you would be happy to share. Um, And if you would even like to come onto the podcast and share your story with me about a friendship breakup um, or your experience with friendships over the years and how that's changed, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me a message, um, follow me on Instagram And I would love, love, love if you could please um, give me a rating on Apple or Spotify and I will speak to you very soon. Bye.